Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story comes from angel698 from the entitled people subreddit and before we do get into the story i do want to give you a couple of warnings there is talk of miscarriage and possibly some psychosis so if you do want to skip the story please feel free to do so timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below thank you and it's titled Entitled sister-in-law wants custody of my baby. Me, 36 female, sister-in-law, 40 female. I've been married to her brother for over 10 years and there's always been some jealousy and resentment from her. He's always felt like I had the life she wanted, not necessarily with her brother, but the marriage, family, job stability, etc. Have three kids, 10 female, eight male, and three months female. She got married last year and they decided to start trying for a baby, but she was unfortunately told that she can't have children naturally. She was understandably devastated and the family comforted her as best as we could. We recently had a family dinner and in the middle of it she says, OP, I think it's really unfair that you got to have three kids and I can't have any. Your baby is my last chance to raise a child and I think you should give her to me during the next week so I can create a motherly bond with her and you can have her on weekends. Before I could respond, the entire table erupted with everyone talking at once. I took my older kids upstairs. When I got back to the dining room, her husband was asking her what the hell is wrong with her, and why would she even think to ask that? She was trying to justify herself when I asked them to leave. I also said that she's no longer welcomed at my house or around my children until she gets help. She started screaming that I don't deserve my life and my children and that I stole her baby from her. Her husband and mother-in-law kept apologizing and dragged her out of the house still crying and screaming. Now my kids want to know why their aunt wants to take the baby. Edit. I've been reading the comments but there's too many to reply to so here are a few points. One, we have a security system and cameras already installed and no one has keys to our house. Two, I will not be able to get a restraining order as this one incident isn't enough to justify it. Three, My husband and I spoke to the older kids about it the same night and we'll be having another talk with them to reinforce that sister-in-law is not a safe person anymore. 4. Our country does not have the right to bear arms and I have no interest in getting a gun. 5. I'll be informing the school and daycare of the issue and giving them her photo. For those questioning the validity of the post, I completely understand. If I had heard about this last week, I wouldn't have believed it either but it's unfortunately the situation I'm currently dealing with. Opie then adds some additional information. On the security, she says, we already have a security system and cameras because there's been a trend of house break-ins in our area lately. No one has the code or keys to our house, not even the in-laws, so we're safe on that front. Unfortunately, a restraining order won't happen because it will take a lot more than this to justify requesting one. 
We've never relied on her for childcare or pickup, so she's essentially a stranger to the daycare and school. Someone said about her being diagnosed as infertile after a year is pretty early, and then asked, are they sure? Opie says, she was having issues not related to trying to conceive, and the fertility issues were discovered in the course of trying to sort out those other issues. Her tubes are blocked, and although IVF may be an option, they are not in a position to do that now or in the near future. Someone says, was her husband aware that she was going to try that? And Opie says he wasn't. He actually called the next day to apologize. He said he knew she was having a hard time accepting the infertility, and they were looking into counseling for it. And someone said the quote from her is not how real people talk, and Opie said it's not verbatim. There were pauses in between and responses. So after she said the first sentence, I looked at her like, what the fuck, then looked at my husband, and he asked her what she is talking about. She ignored him and continued speaking directly to me. I didn't want to detail every aspect of the conversation. And I think your response was the correct one in this situation. I mean, what else is the options here that you no longer want her in your house and no contact until she gets the help that she needs because it just sounds like she's pretty much unsafe at the moment and i really do hope that they they seek the help that she needs in this situation while it's you know incredibly scary for op what she heard and because of course that's going to be extremely unsettling and worrying and no contact at the moment is definitely the correct way to go about it but i still hope that the sister-in-law does get some help for what they are going through at the same time not defending the behavior, of course, but they are clearly in need of some mental help. But Too Old says, When I was a kid, a distant family member, A, suffered a miscarriage about three months before her sister, B, announced her pregnancy. A insisted her baby moved into B and she would reclaim her baby when B delivered. I remember a lot of talk about crazy cousin A, as if it were comedy material. It took a kidnapping attempt to get the family to take it seriously. I'm glad your family sees this for the serious problem it is. I hope your sister-in-law gets therapy and that it works for her. 32-bit quotes a section of that comment and replies and says, I was going to mention something like this to OP. It sounds like the family is taking it seriously, thankfully, but it never hurts to have a conversation about it to make sure they're actually taking it seriously and not just paying lip service. It's really easy to say she needs help and then offer her no support in doing so and slash or just ignoring her while the issues continue to fester until it leads to something like what happened to you. Biology can make otherwise normal people jump to completely unhinged, seemingly out of nowhere. Never hurts to take additional measures to ensure the safety of both yourself and your children. Ray Ray says, I am in no way defending your sister-in-law, but this screams some sort of huge mental health crisis. Finding out you cannot have children can be the worst news you can hear than to experience you with your family, full family. Look, what she asked was horrible but it seemed desperate and part of a much larger problem that she is going through. I hope she can get help and that you and your family stay safe. And one more comment from affectionate poet who says, Auntie is sad. Auntie wants a baby, but don't worry, she isn't going to take ours. Auntie needs to see a talking doctor who can help her feel better. Then continues, I'm sorry to say I've been through this situation twice. Once during the marriage of 40 years, as well as in my brief starter marriage. During the former, a sister-in-law joked endlessly about taking one of my sons, which became deeply unfunny in very little time. But at last, she bore her own son. She left my three alone. During the latter marriage, I had wisely chosen to not procreate, which became the problem. In the eyes of my infertile sister, my womb was just sitting there. Why couldn't I be inseminated by my brother-in-law, by a turkey baster? 
My own selfishness, my in-laws concluded, prevented me from gestating, giving birth to and surrendering the newborn to a deeply entitled couple whose religious, political and social affiliations in no way reflected my own. I got out of that family soon after several holiday meals had degenerated into shouting and sobbing, sometimes both at once. The OP updated 12 days later and said, so my sister-in-law has been admitted to a psychiatric facility. In the comments of my previous post, I mentioned that her husband was seeking out counseling for them to deal with the infertility prior to this incident. After the incident, he sought out a psychiatrist rather than a counselor, and they had their first session last week. I didn't get the specifics of what happened, but basically she made some statements that psychiatrists felt indicated she was a danger to others, my baby and me, and she was placed under an involuntary hold. My brother-in-law had been nothing but apologetic through this entire ordeal, and he kept her away from us since the incident. Mother-in-law was staying with them to keep an eye on sister-in-law. She tried to leave the house in the middle of the night to see her baby. Also, brother-in-law found her researching how to induce lactation, and she said it was to make sure she can feed the baby properly when I come to my senses and give her up. From what brother-in-law has said, seeing me breastfeed is apparently what triggered the entire episode. It was the first time sister-in-law was around the baby for any length of time and she was holding her when she got fussy because she was hungry. Naturally, I took her to feed her and this made sister-in-law feel inadequate because it triggered the thought that she would never be able to do that, which led to the events of the last post. I'm grateful for all the advice that was offered on my last post as some of it was really helpful. We won't be moving as it's not feasible for us at the moment, but we've taken extra steps with security both at home and at the kids' school and daycare. This whole thing is taking a toll on the family, but mother-in-law, father-in-law and brother-in-law are taking care of sister-in-law and my husband and I are focused on ensuring the safety of our immediate family, minimizing the effect on the kids as much as we can. And someone suggests therapy for the kids and Obi says my kids were able to have two sessions with a guidance counselor at school, one with both of them and then individual sessions with my husband and I. And my husband and I are looking into a therapist to have a few family sessions as well. I don't want my kids to be fearful and unable to enjoy their childhood because of this. And you know, that must be absolutely terrifying to see a family member go through this and what it means for your family and, and your own safety and your children, etc. And I'm super glad that everyone seems to be on OP's side. I know you're probably saying, yeah, why wouldn't they be? But you know, we've seen a lot of stories where people seem to go against the OPs in situations like this. So I'm glad it wasn't the case in this story and that hopefully sister-in-law is going to be getting the help that they need, which I know is not a quick fix, but I'm glad it's happening anyway. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Story. And our next story comes from Efficient Respond 84. And before we do get into this one, I do want to give you some warnings as well. It does contain talk of infertility issues, stillbirth, and mentions of making illness for attention. And it's titled, Am I the Asshole for Smashing a Little Girl's Face in the Cake? Yesterday, we had a delayed birthday party for my nephew, 8 male, as he had his appendix removed during his birthday. In a long line of illnesses that he has had over the last few years, that was the most recent issue. He was born premature. The last two years, it was immediate family only. This year, we all went out. We got the bouncy castle, a chocolate fountain, booked tickets for go-karts for next weekend, a big cake with different marzipan roses and plant leaves molded in chocolate from different trees. He's very interested in botany and insects. The cupcakes also had different flowers, leaves, and insects on them. This cost my sister a lot as they were painstakingly made due to the details. My brother-in-law's friend is married to a woman that is a bit special. He's not a very close friend, but he is included in events. They were both married previously and have three, him, and two, her, children from previous relationships. All of them above 15. They do have a 10-year-old daughter, known as their rainbow baby as she was born after two IVF rounds, four miscarriages and one stillbirth. She will gladly tell everyone about a health journey to conception, a miracle baby, even if you tried to shut her up. She wore a cream-colored dress at my sister's wedding, upstage another friend of hers proposal by announcing her pregnancy. When her own sister-in-law graduated, she faked being ill as she has only gone as far as college and not beyond and couldn't take the attention her sister-in-law was getting. She fakes fainting spells when she doesn't get the attention she needs. Her daughter does the same. She'll fake a seizure when the conversation topic moves on from her, etc. At the party, I was in charge of food and I set up the cakes, cupcakes, and other refreshments in the front room. I thought there would be lots of children running around and we didn't want grubby hands all over them before my nephew blew out the candles. Megan kept disturbing me going in and out of the room and her mother egged her on. She asked if she could take a picture of Megan eating a cupcake and then she would join the others in the garden. I said no and locked the door after I'd set everything up and put the key in my bag. After about an hour or so of games, people started to move towards the table area and my sister asked me to go get the candles and cake ready. Megan ran ahead of me and as I entered the hallway, she unlocked the door which to me was a surprise as the key should have been in my bag. Her mother was almost shoulder to shoulder with me when Megan dipped her nose and cheeks in the cake and had this deranged, trying to be cute smile on her face. She picked one of the flowers off the cake and ate it. Her mother cheered her on and took a picture before I could react. Then that the first pick of the flowers was hers anyway for being special. A few more people were in the hallway at this point, including my nephew and sister. He didn't look happy. I don't know what came over me, but I walked up to Megan and smashed her head into the cake. The aftermath was not pretty. A mother started screeching, which brought more people into the small hallway and the front room. Megan started crying and her father threatened to do some not-so-nice things to me before my brother-in-law managed to interfere. He had to literally drag him out of the house. Some people in the crowd laughed and others stayed quiet. Then those who missed it asked questions and I explained what happened. Megan and her mother, who were still in the room, tried to justify their actions, even saying that I was the one that ruined the cake. Others sided with me that nobody wanted to eat the cake with Megan's boogers, is it? In the end, they left. My sister had cancelled Megan and her family's go-kart tickets. She also billed Megan's mother for the cake. 
Megan's mother forwarded the bill to me via WhatsApp message and I refused to pay for it. She said what her daughter did was fixable, but how I reacted was not. She also billed me for Megan's dress dry cleaning. I have no intention of paying for that either. There's been quite a commotion on Facebook and WhatsApp groups and my sister is threatening with small claims court. Older generations say I'm the arsehole as I reacted inappropriately. Am I the arsehole for making a mountain out of a molehill? So the first question on this one, which OP responded to, said not the arsehole, what the hell? Where exactly is this family invited at all? What did the dad say to each other? OP said there was some shouting on the driveway. Her father sent me threatening text. My brother-in-law wasn't happy about it. They went to discuss the matter at the local pub. A couple of the other guys went to mediate. They're not back yet. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea, putting alcohol in the mix. Oh, dear me. Someone asked, did OP apologize to the nephew? And OP said, thanks for the thoughtful reply. I've already apologized to him. And, and as he is still upset about the cake today, I told him I would make it up to him. He says he knows the cake was ruined due to Megan's behavior, but was still sad that his birthday party became about Megan and her mother. Even when the children were done eating the remainder of the food, they talked about the incident and didn't talk much about his party. Thinking back, I guess I should have put her mother's face in the cake. Oh well, done is done, and I don't have a time machine. Ninja says, tell Megan's mother she stole the key out of your pocket. They clearly pre-planned to ruin the cake, therefore she can pay for it. If she has a problem with that, then she shouldn't let her daughter ruin other people's cakes and parties. Opie says, some of the other children told Megan and said she took the key. All our bags and coats were in the middle of the dining room as there isn't enough space for all that in the entrance. The garden is decent size, so the party had to take place there for everyone to fit. Two of the children of other guests told her not to go in the bags and coats, but she did until she found the key. Rude Conclusion says, I can't believe I'm actually saying not the arsehole on a post where he got physical with a child. But this is the worst kind of entitled brat and the mother is batshit crazy. I'm just sorry it wasn't the mother's face that was trashed in the cake. Not the arsehole. Guppy says, wow, I was ready to say you're the arsehole because I absolutely hate when people do that. But yeah, going to go ahead and say not the arsehole. That girl and especially her mother need to learn boundaries and that everything isn't about them. I wouldn't have even invited them, but you aren't the parent and had no control over that. Hope your nephew had a great time though. Other than the brat and the cake, it sounds like you all really set up a special day. Renegade Dragonfly says, I may be unpopular, but everyone sucks here. The girl sounds rude and entitled and her mother sounds like a nightmare. They should be ashamed of themselves, but that is not a healthy way to teach a child a lesson. Unreal City replies that saying, Yeah, regardless of whether Megan is a brat or not, adults shouldn't be physically retaliating against little kids. Like this isn't the big own all these comments are making it out to be. Opie shoved the little girl. Also, they could have just cut off the part that Megan touched. By smashing her face in it, Opie ruined the whole cake and no one got to enjoy it. As entertaining as Reddit may think it is, fighting bad behavior with bad behavior is not helpful. Instead of reflecting on how her actions may have hurt others, Megan is probably always going to look back on this moment as a time when she was the victim. Grey Wandering Fish says, everyone sucks here. The nephew is the real victim here and deserved the perfect, wonderful birthday and a cake he didn't get to have. You should have called out bad behavior from the start. They kept testing you, upping the ante each time and poking the bear thinking it's okay because there wasn't any consequence or pushback. And then the bear got them. The daughter is a brat, but she's a product of a crappy mother and still a child. You're an adult. If they are both acting like childish brats, be the adults and call out the bad behavior and show them the consequences before it festers and blows up to this. 
Now, there was a lot of not the arsehole comments on this. There was some everyone sucks here as well. But I thought I was going crazy while I was reading those comments. Because don't get me wrong, I get it. The child is a brat. Like the last comment said, still a product of her mother, who is a huge pain in the ass herself. But it had me thinking, I'm not sure if it was, when that kid, when Megan touched the cake, it sounded like, you know, it's, it's possibly salvageable. Again, I don't know the full ins and outs, but it sounded like, you know, there may be a way to salvage some of that cake. But instead, you chose to grab a 10-year-old's head and smash it into a cake. Smash, that's the words that you used. Physically assaulting a child as an adult. Come on now. We covered a, a cake smashing story a couple of months ago, and I've, seen, and I've heard and seen some horrific things that go wrong when people do these cake smashing trends. And I know it wasn't a trend in this particular situation, but it still could have went awfully wrong. And you completely destroyed the cake as well. Like I said before, you might not have been able to recover it previously, but it sounded like, you know, she pulled a flower off it. She probably put some fingerprints on it or whatever. That's what it sounded like to me in that story. I might be completely wrong, but you went and shoved her face in it, which completely wrecked the whole cake. And I'm just scrolling through here. I've just spotted another comment that mentioned about, you know, cakes sometimes have skewers in them, especially like, especially these custom built cakes and things like that. Which was a possibility as well. There was just, oh man, it, it's a scary thought. And I know I shouldn't go down this path of what if, but because it didn't happen in this particular story. But I just can't agree with grabbing the child's head, regardless of how much they're a brat, and smashing it into a cake is the right way to go about things as an adult. As always, not excusing their behavior. Like, like it was said, Megan sounds like a little turd. The mum sounds like a right arsehole. But doing that to a kid, man, uh, I can't agree with it. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. Truly, you're amazing. And hopefully, we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.